This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 4, Episode 32. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 32 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funihatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funihatton. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Happy Snow Day. Yes, happy second Snow Day. <laughs> So today, a great day to be speaking with Peter Kraft, CEO and co-founder of Evolution Labs, an edtech company working in the K-20 landscape, helping students succeed academically and socially. Evolution Labs offers a full suite of programs that helps colleges and universities recruit, enroll, and retain students, promote student-athlete wellness and success, and character ed and SEL content for K-12. Evolution Labs works with higher ed, athletic departments, and K-12 schools across the country. Peter's worked with more than 500 colleges and universities over the past 20 years, developing web and mobile programming to deliver success and wellness content to students. Three years ago, Evolution Labs built Suite 360 and ISS 360 web and mobile programs that deliver character ed and SEL content to K-12 students, as well as content for intervention and restorative justice. Uh, the company now engages millions of students, parents, and school administrators across the K-12 life cycle. And Randy and I had a chance to talk with Peter um, a little bit more about some of the social-emotional learning content uh, that is developed in there and how it can be used with students. So looking forward to hearing some more today. Yeah, we haven't had any episodes on um, SEL, so this is going to be our first and I'm sure an interesting conversation. So welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you, Randy and Lynn. Nice to chat with you both. Sorry about all the weather you've been having. Uh, yes. Well, when this airs in April, hopefully the weather uh, will in in uh, Pennsylvania here will be just as beautiful as where it is uh, where it is where you are. <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that, but you could always <laughs> hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, Randy. It's like 85 and gorgeous in sunny Florida right now. Well, we can we can only hope, and who knows? We're gonna hope. Weather's crazy, so even though it's spring and we just had. 12 or 15 inches of snow, it might be 85 come April. Who knows? Oh, uh, we, can, we can only hope. <laughs> All right. So let's get our uh, SEL chat going here with Peter. So as an ed tech company, um, you design solutions that obviously are addressing identified gaps in the K-12 landscape. 
around this idea of social emotional learning. So why, let's start with the, the sort of the 35,000 foot level. Why should educators um, be focusing more on this idea of social emotional learning? And why has the, this become such a passion at Evolution Labs? Well, Randy and Lynn, you probably know that our background is actually in higher ed. So we work with colleges and universities around the country and help them recruit and retain students. And we've also had the privilege of working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Gates Millennium Scholars. And they did what we thought was a fascinating interview of their students that has really shaped the programs and products that we developed, as well as fueled the passion that we have. And so they interviewed college students, and only one in 10 college students said that academics was the reason they were transferring or dropping out of college. And so what we learned at the time is that typically the other factors are these social and emotional or character-related uh, factors. To sort of support that point, many of our higher ed clients would share with us that often by the time students are arriving on campus, they're not necessarily prepared to succeed. And they weren't really referring about academic preparedness, but more social and emotional and character development preparedness. So our college clients encouraged us to take the SEL and character ed programming we deliver to college students earlier into the educational life cycle to try to address the, the, the issues earlier on. So we developed web and mobile programs for K through 12 to try to help students better manage and then be prepared for uh, higher education as well as career paths. This is especially important for our Generation Z learners, those learners in K-12 and college uh, right now. And our listeners know that I have a 15-year-old perfect right in the middle of that Generation Z and um, have sort of experienced some of these challenges with the increase in technology and the development of social-emotional skills. So um, help us from your perspective to understand how has the development of those SEL skills become such a focus um, in this world that we live on, live in today, where we all have our devices and um, we are con constantly um, connected. Sure. Well, to your point about Gen Zers, uh, look, we already know they're different than their millennial counterparts. They're the first truly uh, mobile first generation. They're adept researchers. To put it in another perspective, whereas millennials are maybe using three screens on average, Gen Zers are using five. And of course, they have a very short attention span. I think the statistic is that Gen Zers have an attention span of about eight seconds. And you guys might get a kick out of this, but there's research that was just published that determined that goldfish have a nine second attention span. So actually, Gen Zers are slightly behind goldfish. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. I don't know if my son would appreciate that. that uh, I know. I, my, my kids <laughs> did not appreciate that at all. But so knowing how technically adept this generation really is, you actually, you can couple that with the sensitive nature of what social and emotional learning and character development really is. Well, I'll, I'll say it a different way. You know, often when we speak with students, they'll tell us things like, you know, I want to ask for help. I just don't want anyone seeing me walking through the office and knocking on the counselor's door or the principal's door. And so that, I think, speaks to generations day. So think about them this way. They're often braver behind the device. Many of them are engaging in dialogues and 
frankly, full-blown relationships purely behind the device. So what they want, that at least we hear and learn from them, is the opportunity to engage in sensitive information like SEL and character development through the privacy and convenience of their device. So I'm making a connection to my son and he's playing video games and he's got three screens and that doesn't include the iPad or the phone. And, and he's developed these relationships with kids around the world um, that he's playing games with and they've learned each other's strengths and they've learned each other's um, weaknesses in these games, whether they're building something or, or killing something <laughs> in some of the games. Right. But you know, I hear him yelling and I, and I hear, you know, sometimes I'm just saying like, be nice. And I'm thinking about sort of the importance of those SEL skills and how I sometimes have to have those conversations as a parent to say, um, you know, there is a real person on the other side of that screen. And, you know, you probably just hurt his feelings by yelling at him and, you know, treating them that way. So I think the device does impact the empathy, I guess, or sensitivity as you're talking about. It's a very interesting connection. So we know that uh, the products at Evolution Labs uh, are focused and grounded in research. And so what are some of the components of social-emotional learning character development that we should be focusing on in schools and that your product uh, addresses? Well, I mean, SEL comprises many of these sort of um, the core, as Lynn said, um, um, elements of what it takes to be a, a, a good human being, including things like empathy, compassion, respect, ethical and social responsibility, help seeking and help giving, problem solving, setting positive and realistic goals, respect. So all of these factors, um, you know, these are the things that, that we all know shape a, a good, solid human being. And, and a lot of that Frankly, teachers are, they, they want to have these, you know, these rich conversations with students and teach them what they know. But, but many teachers tell us, look, I, I haven't been trained on how to teach SEL or character ed. I teach social studies or math. So to have a program that the school or the district knows is consistently delivering character ed and SEL content to students um, in a, in a, in that consistent message, I think is so important. And then also the amazing thing is, is that there's now data. And so in, in many of our programs, we use pre and post assessments as well. And now, as you guys know, there's data that demonstrates that a direct correlation between a student's social and emotional wellness and even their academic performance. So these are the things ultimately when schools are of course focused on academic performance. We often think of, in our company, SEL as sort of the root causality that drives or manifests itself as an academic outcome or as good choices or poor choices. You know, as you're saying that, one of the connections that I'm making is the importance of this now uh, in the context of the world that we live in. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of tension amongst political parties and factions amongst, you know, we recently just had a number of school shootings. So we've got these factions of guns versus no guns. And, and the way that people interact and engage with each other, it sounds like um, 
we really do need to focus on on these these skills that you're mentioning and it just seems in the in the context of the current events that this is something that we need more and more of yeah i of course agree you know we do um i am in west palm beach florida right now and one of our clients is broward county where parkland schools uh, uh mm -hmm. school is and uh, we spent uh, what is today thursday so we spent all day monday there brainstorming with the district about better ways to try and get out ahead of the issues I mean, it's one thing to talk about intervention and restorative justice, which I think we're going to talk about in a moment, but also getting out ahead of the issues, figuring out the best ways to deliver character ed and SEL content to students. And again, it's it's sort of this um, this perfect storm, if you will. Um, the content needs to be delivered because, as you just said, Randy, we need to really get out ahead of these issues and recognize that SEL and character ed are they're so key to what makes up a person and to guiding that person to make good or poor decisions. Um, and so when you've got technology, you know, we've again, this, this sort of perfect storm of they want to engage in content and consume content through technology, especially when it's sensitive content. And now we've got content that I think can really resonate with students across all grade levels. One of the neat things about our programs is we've developed content that is grade specific. So that a third grader is seeing that content differently than a 10th or an 11th grader would. So you mentioned it was important to get, a, get out ahead of some of the issues and um, some of that is putting good structures and processes in place. Um, one of the um, components that you have helps schools develop processes for behavior intervention. So why is it important for, for schools to consider that as a component of the character development and social emotional learning um, within you know, K-12? I think because frankly, not a lot has changed in the world of detention and suspension. Um, oftentimes students are still sitting there doing busy work outside of a principal or an assistant principal's office, getting further and further behind in class. Frankly, it's not onerous or a burden for students to be in that situation either. So there's no sort of discouragement, if you will, to prevent the incident from repeating um, or to have that, uh, that student uh, be a repeat offender or frequent flyer, as we sometimes call them. So what we found is that it can, and frankly is, since we now have the data to support it, so much more meaningful to upload a student in a lesson on any web or, or web-enabled device, Chromebook, their phone, desktop, or laptop, to upload them in a lesson related to their infraction. And the content in this program, we call it ISS 360, is really designed to speak to them as if the infraction has occurred. And we've mapped content in the ISS 360 library to the most frequent um, uh, infractions for most school and districts uh, discipline matrix. And to have a student go through one of those lessons to answer pre and post assessments so that we can get a sense of whether or not they're learning anything from going through those lessons, even at the end of that lesson, uh, students are required to write a reflection summary and complete a pledge statement. The reflection summary is great because they can write about what they've learned from the experience, how it may have affected a victim if there was a victim, 
Uh, at most schools and districts, parents are asked to sign off on these reflection summaries before students are allowed back in class. And so what we're seeing is that, again, the more sensitive the topic, and typically if a student is in trouble, it's around something that is that they're sensitive to, right? So getting them to go through a module in a device where they're braver, they're more comfortable engaging and in consuming that content through the device, it just clicks and resonates more. And now we have evidence of that because we see that students that go through these types of modules, um, they are not necessarily repeating the same infractions or they're, uh, they're not um, uh, frequent flyers or um, you know, we're seeing a reduction in recidivism from uploading students in those modules. Now, we don't have grade-specific modules for every grade. We have in ISS 360, we approach it through grade bands. So the idea is we've got a lower, middle, and upper elementary. We've got middle school, and then we've got lower and upper high school bands for ISS 360. So let's talk about parents and social-emotional learning. Um, the components that you mentioned earlier, too. We could work on those in schools, but it's not going to be as effective um, unless we actually engage the parents. That you know, We talk about this in education, like the education of the child just doesn't happen in those six hours that are here. We need the help and the support of parents. So how can we engage parents in, these development, uh, in the development of these social-emotional skills? Yeah, you raise an excellent point. And so in addition to Sweet 360, our core program for SEL and character ed, we have a program called P360, which essentially is delivering content to parents throughout the year via web and mobile devices around character ed and SEL. So generally, the topics we deliver to parents will mirror the topic themes that we're delivering to students in Sweet 360 at the same time so that we can get all stakeholders involved around the conversation or the dialogue. So for example, if students this month are going through a lesson on, let's just say bullying, parents will go through a lesson on bullying that month, but it will be, here are five smart conversations to have with your son or daughter about bullying, or maybe five questions to ask yourself. Maybe you're raising a bully, or maybe you are the bully as the parent. And what's really fascinating is that when we speak with parents, we meet with schools and districts, we know, and you guys know, that rarely is there a lack of resources for parents at schools. They have assemblies, they bring in guest speakers, but parents tell us, look, I don't have time to go to that assembly at six or seven at night after I've been working all day. And they'll also tell us that they don't want to be seen at some of those assemblies. And that really intrigued us. And when we dug a little bit deeper, what we learned was that parents sometimes feel that those assemblies or guest speakers are talking about very sensitive topics, depression, suicide, drug or alcohol awareness. And they want to be able to engage in and consume that content through the privacy of their own device. And this is just an opportunity for them to do that um, and to better equip them to have conversations with, with their kids. I'll tell you, this parent program was actually born in higher ed. Because one of the things we learned was that parents of first-generation college students were not necessarily equipped to have conversations with their sons and daughters because they hadn't been through that process before because their mm -hmm. son or daughter was a first-gener. So these mm -hmm. programs, especially in higher ed as it relates to parents of first-geners, really are equipping that parent to have smart conversations with their kids and to be the school's ally to help them succeed. 
So thanks for sharing um, that with us. It's interesting to hear about your suite of products that really cross over um, multiple stakeholders, the learners, the parents, the teachers, and even leaders in schools, and try to help people uncover and engage in that sensitive content. And um, I, I made a connection that we hosted a HOPE, a, a heroin um, awareness evening, and we only had a handful of of parents attend, and I wonder if they have had access to that content online, if they would have engaged with it. So thinking about, you know, our stakeholders and how how sensitive they are to some of the sensitive topics that you've identified. So what's next for you, Peter, and Evolution Labs? What are you working on now that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, coincidentally, this morning we just had a call with a group in Japan. And word is sort of spreading around the world. We have a partnership with a group in Ireland and Scotland um, and this morning in Japan because, as I'm sure you guys know, bullying and hazing and mental health and all these SEL and character ed issues are certainly not unique to the United States. So they're looking for, I think, more innovative ways to sort of get this stuff into the heads and hands of students recognizing that while schools and districts want to deliver this stuff, oftentimes teachers are simply not prepared or equipped to do so. Um, in addition to that, we are still very heavy in the world of higher education. We have specific programs, not just for the general student population, but for student athletes, for students in Greek life, uh, to talk to them about things like binge drinking and bullying and hazing and mental health. So I think what we're really trying to do is, you know, if, if you'll pardon the expression, kind of spread the gospel of how technology can really be a tool uh, to meet students uh, in an environment to help them wrap their heads around content, to help them make better choices. And that's kind of our, it's our passion. And like I said, when we opened the dialogue, it was really that interview that the uh, Gates Millennium Scholars did many years ago that only one in 10 students are leaving because of academics. So, of course, mm -hmm. you'd ask yourself, well, what are the other nine reasons? And mm -hmm. it's really, it's SEL and character ed. Yeah, I noticed on your website that um, you had that statistic listed, one in 10 students drops out because of academics. And um, as an organization, you focus on the other nine reasons and try to provide some insight for those. So thank you for taking the time to join us today, um, Peter. It's a pleasure to have you and learn more about your work. Thank you, Lillian and Randy. To learn more about Peter's and Evolution Lab work, visit um, Evolution Labs and you can tweet at Evolution Labs ED. If you visit the website, you'll see some information about their story, what they do, a blog, um, and even a way to get connected. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about. Actually, there are several questions for this episode. What outcomes does your district or school have for learners in the area of social-emotional learning? What are your strengths? And where are your gaps? And how might you begin addressing those gaps? So some ideas here today to answer those questions. If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 4, Episode 32. That's all for now. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Peter. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.